Hey, 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 everybody. Hey, I know you guys were standing up for me, but you know what? While you guys were standing up, I was standing for you, clapping at the exciting things and the great habits that you are taking upon this series. Yes? <laughs> there was a little bit of hesitance there. Hey, we're on step three of Uphill Battles. If you don't know me, my name is Sincerity Montoya. I am married to the pastor, so I am the first lady of the house. Um, I was deemed that. I didn't give it to myself. I was deemed by a very special person in my life. And so they're like, oh, you're a first lady. And I'm like, okay, well, since she said it, I am the first lady of the house. But really, I am the first lady in Eric's heart. And we are missing him today. Um, I've been missing him all week. Um, He will be coming back Wednesday night, so he will be here this next Sunday. Um, He is missing you guys just an inside secret, guys. He loves you guys. He loves this church, and he talks about you all the time. And there are sometimes I'm just like, babe, chill out. It's just you and me right now in the state. <laughs> you know, because he talks about this church so much, and he loves every one of you so much. And his heart is this. We are so excited that he gets to experience India. Um, he's been sending me pictures, and I am so jealous of him, but I am so excited of all the things that he is learning and growing through this time, and he's going to have so much stories, so I'll let him do it because there's already so much that he's, he's experienced. Um, we are on uphill habits, and um, I don't know about you, but I've been challenged in this. Um, you know, every year I try to make goals, and I'm trying to think, okay, what's, what's my goal this year? What's the number one goal this year? But you know what? I'm realizing that it's not about goals. It's about great habits that I need to, to place in my life that last more than just a year um, or even a couple months. And so um, the biggest thing um, is that they're God habits. In um, our, verse, our verse for this whole series is Romans 12:2. From the message, it says, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognizing what he wants from you and quickly responding to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. How many of you guys want the best coming out of you? Yeah, I want that. And when it comes to habits, I do want the best coming out of me. And so I love that. I think it's going to be my scripture of the year because we're starting off with this, and so it set the tone. Um, And you know what? The Grove wants that for you. You know, when we talk about the Grove, we've always, a lot of people don't know the full story of this, but the Grove is not just about one tree. The Grove is about multiple trees. And when when one tree is healthy, it's helping the other community. And so we want to be healthy healthy together. We want to be a flourishing Grove, right? We want people to see on, on this beautiful mountain and say, wow, that grove is healthy. Look how beautiful their colors are, right? And, and, and you know, when somebody's struggling, we want to be able to, here, let's, let's, let's help, you know, because we're all connected underneath. And so the grove wants that from you, and I'm glad that we get to do this. This is an, uh, this is an amazing opportunity that I get to do this, so bear with me. I'm not used to this, but we are, um, we're going to do this together. So, um, um, so let's review. First habit was first things first. What you do first, what you think first, what you spend first, it sets the tone for the next. Um, It's kind of like a foundation of the house. We do not build a house without a strong foundation. And so first things first was our first habit. If you have not listened to these, the first and the second habit, go online um, through our website, thegrovesantafe.com, and you can listen to those um, on there. They're already on there. And the second habit was last week. It was control your thoughts. Pastor Eric talked about how everything starts with a thought. 
It does not start with an action. It always starts with the thought. And so um, the whole Bible talks a lot about thoughts, and that's why I love Proverbs so much because I read it daily. We have started this even with our kids because it talks a lot about our thoughts and having wisdom. Um, I think about in the Bible, you know, we're reading um, the one-year Bible with, I think it's like 19 people right now through the U version. And there's so many offerings that are being happen, happening in the, in the Bible. And one of the things is every time they have something, every time they get something, they give their first. They always hear, hear. And it's, it's not just because they have to. It's because it's a lifestyle. And, and that for me, I have to think that too, like, okay, with my thoughts, with my first things, let it be a lifestyle. Um, and so these habits turn into lifestyle. So this week, we're talking about habit three, keeping my life aligned with my purpose, aligned with my purpose, vertical. Um, uh, about a year and a half ago, I had a, a, a pretty hard uh, back injury. Um, I was twisting with my, my youngest daughter. She's... Um, at that time, two years old, and I was twisting with her. I was out for two straight days. I could not walk for two straight days. I had two bulging discs, and I had heard that shattered disc was worse, but for me, I thought, you know, I'd rather have a, a natural birth baby right now because this was nothing compared to childbirth. And some of you guys probably think I'm crazy, but seriously, I would rather have a natural birth than have two days. And I see, I'm a highly driven person also, so I like to go, go, go. But I was in so much pain. I was on so much medication, and it just really, it messed me up. And um, but I, I went to see a doctor, and I had gone to physical therapy. Even my doctor, he was, he was, uh, he was talking to Jesus at one point. He's like, "You need to humble yourself. You need to just, you just need to rest. You need, I know you have four kids at home. You just need to rest." And I just looked at him like, "You're not Jesus. You are not God. You're not going to tell me what to do." You know, because I was, I was, my goal was, I, I can't do this. Like, I can't deal with this pain. I can't. So months and months it took it took a lot of time for me to to get back to where um i'm not i am I'm, I'm better let's just say that every day is better so i i um i went to a chiropractor it took me about six months to go see a chiropractor because i had done physical therapy my physical therapist was like don't go don't go but i have an amazing chiropractor if you know me i talk about my chiropractor he's an amazing guy but he scared me the first time i went into his office um, this was years back. This was just preparation. He's one of those guys that he's like, put your shoes here, come in. And then he says, what's hurting you? And some people are laughing because I know you've gone and visited him. And I'm like, well, this hurts, but then my foot is hurting. And I don't know why it's hurting, but every time I step on it and work out, I can't work out because it's hurting. And then he's like, uh-huh. And I feel like he's not even listening to me. He's standing there. Well, he's actually sitting there. And he has his little clipboard. And he's just like... But he's not listening to me. He's not looking at my face. He's looking at my body. He's looking at how I'm standing. He's looking at my shoes. And then at one point, he kind of puts it down. And he's like, do you wear those shoes every day? And I'm like, um, no, because I thought that was a good answer, which they, were, they probably are the shoes I wear every day because they're tennis shoes. Um, and, he, and I'm like, okay, well, no, not, not all the time. And he said, do you walk around barefooted? And I'm like, mm, not really. I don't like to feel the dirt on my feet, you know. Trying to, like, he's just really just serious. And so, um, so then he's, uh, he's talking to me, and then he's like, okay. And, and then I'm realizing that he's really paying attention to my stance. If you notice my stance right now, I'm always leaning on one foot. I'm never like this. I don't know anybody that stands like this. They're just not normal because I stand like this. You know, I'm always like this. And maybe it's because I have four kids, so I was always holding a kid on my hip. 
And so, and also, it's cuter looking. And so, I do that. Just kidding. <laughs> Don't do it for cute looks. But it's just bad habits that I was getting. That I was, I was standing wrong, and obviously, I was twisting wrong, and all this stuff. Um, crazy thing is, one thing I learned going to the chiropractor is that I can have a pain in one place, but a problem in another. He would push on places, and I'm like, oh whoa. That's not where it was. It was over there. And he's like, no, it was over here. And it was a pain in one place, but the problem was in somewhere else. And when it comes to our alignment, um, there can be pain in some places, but it's because we're just not in alignment with our purpose. They're distractions. It's getting, us, it's getting us frustrated. I remember being so frustrated at this point. I have a sister um, that um, she does try. She used to do triathlons, and she loved it so much. And so she, I would go with her to the triathlons, and it was just like, oh man, it's a whole other world. Those triathlons. Do we have any triathletes in the house? I don't want to offend anybody, but they're crazy. And so she's just, you know, she's a cyclist. She got pain on her heels, and um, she got to a place where she couldn't cycle at all. And so the doctor's like, oh yeah, it's just over. You. We're gonna have to do surgery. And so she did surgery on her heel. And uh, it still didn't help. And I mean, thousands of dollars on this surgery. And then, um, and then she, she was contemplating doing the second one, but the first one didn't help, so she was just kind of confused. So she went to go see multiple doctors. She finally went to one doctor, and the doctor says, you know, um, did you have a really bad tumble recently? And she goes, mm, no. And, and he's like, no, like, really think. Think about it really good. Is there something that happened that just really got you? And she's like, well... She thought back years and years ago, she had had this, she was living um, with my parents and, and me at the, at the time. She had had this really bad fall on a bicycle, but it was just around town. But her whole, her whole bike seat like ripped off. It hit her really hard. And he says, you're totally out of whack. Like you're whack, you know, you're whack. You can tell somebody that you're whack. Um, he's like, you're totally out of whack. Your whole hips are off, totally off. He says, that's why you're having problems with your, with your heels. And she's like, what? She's like, I just spent a whole bunch of... And she didn't say that because she's deaf. So she was just like... That's what she said. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> so she's like... And then he's like, yeah, your, your heels are totally... You're, 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 off, you're having problems with your heels because you're off whack. So it took multiple times for her to just go to this doctor, and he aligned her. She had never no problems with her heels ever. She's back on a bike, and she can go to do triathlons. She could do whatever she wants now because she was totally out of alignment. And that's why it's so important for us to understand, and going back to how do I keep my life in alignment? Um, and, and so let's do that. Why is alignment important to my purpose? Well, first off, because you have a purpose. Um, you have a purpose. Maybe turn around towards somebody and say, yes, hey, you have a purpose. Tell them. Turn to the other person, if there's another person next to you. You don't want to leave them out because they have a purpose also. And then say to yourself, I have a purpose. You know, some people can say, you know what, they have a purpose. Little man, Pastor Eric, he's in India. Wow, what a purpose. He's a pastor. He's an influencer. You know, you see these different people and they're like, wow, they have a purpose. And then you kind of feel a little... Hmm, you know, little, whatever. I, I don't know if I have a, a purpose. But you know what? Everyone has a purpose. Um, in, in Psalms 139.16, it says, All the days are ordained for me, were written in your book before one of them came to be. 
in Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good, which God prepares in advance for us to do. Which God prepares in advance for us to do. If you don't know me, one of my stories is I was a surprise baby. There was purpose. Um, there was a purpose for my life. Um, I am a twin, a fraternal twin at that. Um, my sister was born, and uh, the doctor says, uh, Charles and Alice, you have another baby in here. And I'm like, what up? <laughs> no, no, I did this. What up? <laughs> wasn't standing straight. I was like, what's up, world? And here I am. And we were fraternal twins, so there was an option of me staying in so that I could, you know, um, you know, brew a little bit more. But um, my mom wasn't doing well, so we had to do an emergency C-section for me. And I cannot imagine having a natural birth and then doing a C-section. But here I came into the world. I was not breathing. So my dad had to breathe breath into my lungs. Honestly, they did. They have to open me up for my belly button and breathe a little air into my lungs. And here I am today. And there is a, an amazing story, and there's a purpose in there. You know, we didn't have names. We were baby A and baby B because obviously we were surprises, so my parents didn't have names for us. And, um, and uh, um, later on, we became Charity and Sincerity. And um, those names were God-given. So if you didn't know that story, those were God-given. People were praying, and God gave us those names with some scriptures with us. And you can look at that and say, wow, what a purpose that God was definitely. But you know what? Every one of you has a designed purpose. Um, You know, in Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in events. God knew. I was a surprise, but God knew, and guess what? He knew about you. He knew in advance. You are a miracle. Pastor Eric has talked about this before. He always says it. You're soldiers. He made it. You are a miracle. And so um, one of the things is I want to tell you is to live by design and not default. I love design. I love, love. I like to see graphic design. I love anything. I like cooking because it's like design for me. It's creating um, and one of the things is on, on some, of, some of the things on designing, you can get an option to use a default template or you can use design template. And design is starting from scratch, starting from nothing. Or you can do a, a, a default, which is kind of like for losers. Um, they're for people that just kind of... Kind of just like, oh, that looks nice. I'm sorry if I offended anybody, but they're just for people that are like, oh, I don't know how to design, and I'm just going to do this, and then I'll just work with it. No, honestly, I have used defaults, and then I've made it my own. But with design, that's what, that's what God, he started from nothing, and he created you, and there's a purpose for you. So live by design, not default. You are a miracle. God never does anything accidentally. I was not an accident, nor were you. Why is alignment important to my purpose? Well, because there's competition for my time and attention. How many of you can say yes to that? I, there is a competition for my time and attention. I have four children. There is constant, and, and Eric. <laughs> and money. And Eric. And kids. But there is a competition for my time. You know, there's, there's, all around, there's always there's things that are always wanting to be there that shouldn't be there, and um, they don't align to my purpose. They're distractions. 
they're, they're, they can add frustration. And so um, culture will say, like in, like in, in our, our theme verse, culture will say more is better. So we can say $1 is good, $2 is what? All right. One Krispy Kreme is good, two Krispy Kremes is what? What? That was all around. You're supposed to say better. Just play with me, all right? <laughs> better. For somebody that's been fasting sugar for the last two weeks, hey, somebody would say better, but I hope I don't get sick after this, you know, kind of thing. All right. One kid is good. Two kids are? Some of you guys stayed quiet. I have four, so that was better, better, better. That was a trick. I know. But the culture will say one thing, it's just more, 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 more. One quote I love, it says, an overwhelmed schedule will often produce an, over, an underwhelmed soul. Who wants to sign up for an underwhelmed soul? Anybody? No. Well, then we can't have an overwhelmed schedule. We can't, um, trying to fix a problem, we, sometimes we're trying to fix a problem by adding things, but we need to stay aligned and focused. In Ecclesiastes 4, 6, it says, Better one handful of tranquility than two handfuls of toil and chasing after the wind. Has anybody seen chasing after the wind? Has anybody seen a person doing that? Because if I saw somebody chasing after the wind, I would say, you're a fool. You look like a fool. You're just crazy. I don't want to be a person that's just chasing after the wind. The people will look upon my life and be like, nope, she's not chasing the wind. She's got a purpose. She's doing it. She's staying focused. She's staying aligned. Uh, why is an alignment important for my purpose? Is because time is short. Um, if you wanted a word of encouragement with this one, guess what? You're going to die. It's not encouraging at all, is it? But you know what? You're going to die, and you don't have a lot of time. But you know what? On the other hand, too, there's people around you that they don't have as much time, too. And so we have to have... We can't have this, oh, casual, who cares lives. In James 14, 13 through 15, it says, Now listen, you, uh, you who say, today or tomorrow we'll go to this or to that city. Spend a year there. Carry on business and make money. Why you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a, for a while. While then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, you will live and do this. In the message translation, it says, make it a habit to say, if the, if the, the master wills it, then, and we're still alive, we'll do this or that. If the master wills it. I think that's amazing for me um, to hear because I, I kind of have trust issues. Um, uh, Eric and I were going through a big transition, trying to figure out what was next. Um, probably I was seven, seven years ago. And um, Eric says, you know, God, God kind of spoke to me. This is, this is what we need to do. And I'm looking at him like, he didn't tell me that. And then he's like, yeah. He's like, no, no, really. Like, I think, and, and I always felt like I was always six months behind him when it came to transitions. Um, as women, sometimes we just were good where we're at. You know, we liked the safe security part of it. And um, I got to a place where I got a little frustrated. It was causing tension in the marriage. And I got a little frustrated. And I was like, God. I was like, if you want this to happen, if the master wills it, you need to tell me because I need to know that this is you and this is not just Eric just wanting to do something, you know, crazy. And so um, it wasn't in, in, a, in a church service. It wasn't me, you know, um, you know, 
having quiet time with God alone. It wasn't that moment at all. It was a moment where I was just in my house and I was cleaning my floors. And immediately God was just like, you know what? I will it. It's my will. You, you do this. And if you do this, there will be blessing. And the blessing was, was a, a pretty good blessing. It was a blessing that knowing that God was going to take care of everything. He was going to take care of the people we were going to, we were going to have to say goodbye to, and that he was going to prepare the next place. And for me, that meant everything to me because I needed to hear that myself from God. And, um, and that didn't happen just because I asked it. It really happened because we, we made this habit of prayer and fasting. And right now we're in, in prayer, we're in the 21 days of prayers and fasting. It was like a big deal for me because at that moment we were so we were so longing for answers and we needed something so much that we said, let's, let's fast and pray. And we were, we were asking God and asking, and this is my conversation with God, and I got this answer. But it didn't happen was because when I fast something, um, I become um, highly, extremely sensitive. Um, and, and that's a great thing. It's, it's a good thing. Some people would say, oh, my gosh, like she's, she's wacko. No, it's actually it's highly, because I'm saying no to one thing, I was being, I was being more open to hearing God speak, and I needed to hear that. And so um, I, I made a point, we, and we've always made a point of doing prayer and fasting because it opens up us to have this conversation. And you know what? Honestly, it needs to be a lifestyle thing. It can't just be, oh, 21 days of fasting. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to hear from God, and that's it. No, it should be an always open communication, God speaking to me. God, is this your will? God, because you know what, if, if I would have taken the next step and not had his, his stamp of approval and saying, yeah, I'm going to do it, you know, I'd always question, uh, were we supposed to do this? And were we supposed to do this? And we don't have that. Why? Because God said I, well, he willed it. So I'm like, hey, what's up? We'll do it. So I was alive to do it. And we said, let's do it. Like James 14, 13 says. Um, so the one thing that I, I learned from that is also that it was, it was crucial because it's God habits. It's not just like self-help stuff. It was God-help stuff. Um, and so that was, that's totally him. So mastering a habit. Number one, how do we do this? We decide what's important. Things can't dominate our lives. Uh, we can't lose priorities. In Philippians 3, 7 through 18, it says, But whatever was to profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For those sake, I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish, that I may gain Christ. Gain Christ. Um, one of the things with this is deciding what's important is that, you know, when, when I say yes to Christ, um, there's changed desires. There's a different maturity. And maturity happens, you know, what, what attracted me two years ago is different now. Why? Because there's maturity. If you're looking back and say, uh, four years from now, and, there, and you're not seeing a big difference because there's, there needs to be a maturity, a growing that's changing, and that all happens because I'm, I'm becoming closer to God. Um, I'm seeing through his eyes. I'm doing things that maybe elevate his goodness in my life and all of that. And so uh, one of the biggest things with that is making a difference in people's lives, whether it be my family, my kids, um, here at the Grove, um, out in the community. I want to do that because those are important things. Another way to master a habit is to give calendar time to what's important. We, have a, um, we had a mentor in our life that was just amazing. He's uh, also in ministry. He was a pastor 
And one of the things that he taught us is he says, you know, do this. He says, whether it be in the beginning of the year or quarterly, you know, sit down with each other as a couple and write down, pen down things in your calendar and do it in pen. Like do it purposely in pen because it's easy to erase the eraser, but do it in pen. And one of the things he told Eric is he says, you know, pen down dates with sincerity and do that because um, he says there will always be somebody that kind of just takes over your calendar. If you don't make, if you don't put it in, somebody else will. And so he says, just put it in pen. And um, his name is Pastor Carl, and he was just an amazing man because he would give his, you know, his secretary his calendar. And if somebody called and said, hey, I want to have a lunch date or I want to have lunch meeting with you, and um, the, the, the calendar would just say, actually, Pastor Carl is busy. He has a, he has a, a prior meeting already. And it would be no, he would say, be saying no. And somebody was like, what? Like, that's his job. He, no. But you know what? It, it was, it was showing the priority of his importance in his life, even though he, he planned it in pen. Um, as much as that, me, that meant a lot for him to stay focused and aligned, the one thing is it also showed his wife and his family and the people like me that were under him, his priorities in life. And, and that taught us so much because it is too, too easy to, to be distracted in Psalms 90, 12, it says, teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. Not how, how we could, but how we should. A great practice, um, John Maxwell has it, is the, called the rule of five. Um, it's, it's five things you do, not all day, but every day. A few things, a few minutes a day, and just being consistent. If you think about a tree, um, that's maybe like a tree that's in your in your yard, and it's maybe it's just bugging you. You just want to kind of get it out. But let's just let's just think of this tree, and you have this axe, and you just went to this tree, and you just hit it five times, and that's it. And you just put that axe down and left. And the next day, you come back, you hit it five times, and it's just doing that. That is the rule of five. And it's like, what what if we had this moment? Maybe it's later on today. You had a rule of five. To, to understand what is important is, is maybe um, for me, I have five things, and I won't share all of them, but there's, there's three of them maybe that I would say to you is um, it's, it's praying with my kids. I want the kids to understand that prayer is important in my life, that the first person I go to is not Eric, but it's to God, um, even as a wife. And so um, that's one thing. And then moments, special moments with each kid. That's hard. I have four kids. So some people would say, like, how do you do it? And I say, you know, quality time is sometimes a little harder to do with kids, but to make have moments with each kid. And But if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to be in bed and just knocking myself down because that's easy to do too. It's hard for me to just lay there and, and, and just be like, oh, today was an awesome day. I'm, I'm hard on myself. I'm a hard, hard person on myself. And so I, telling myself I need to have moments with each child individually and then one of them is make, making myself available to serve Eric. Um, I'll tell him, hey, babe, is there anything you, you need me to do for you today? Not, is there anything you want me to do? It's not that. Is there anything you need me to do for you today? And if it's just like um, most of the time he says, there's not, no, there's not. But even just asking the question is big because I want to make myself available to serve him. Um, and so asking him those questions um, how do we do that is, well, making time for renewal, having your Sabbath refresh or slowing down. Um, this is renewal right here. 
um, being able to, to take in. In 2 Corinthians 4.16, 4, it says, therefore, do, therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. I want to be renewed day by day and not lose heart and not get tired and weary because it's easy to do that. So make sure you have renewal. Second one is to make time for a relationship. People are important. I, am tr- I constantly try to put people around me that are lifers. I call them lifers. People that can make me laugh. People that can um, cry with me, whatever. But it is life that I need. I just I need people to have life. I don't need just no like. Mm. Because, see, I'm a highly driven person, and I can just go, 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 go. My team knows this. I can go, 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 go. But I need people that are just going to be like, like, just say something or do something and then just, like, like chill out. It's okay. Everything's right. Like, laugh. And I'll have to laugh. But I have to con- con- constantly be around people that do that, that fuel me, that can pick me up, um, that can laugh, that encourage me. And um, that's why groups is, is so important here at, um, at the Grove. As much as we encourage it, I love them. I really do. I, I need it. I need to be a part of a group because I need lifers in my life. I need people to say, hey, let's study this together and let's encourage each other because it helps me. I love to have people that I can text and text me back because we're lifers for life, you know? And so I'm going to make a T-shirt. Lifers for life. Um, the next one is make time for reward. Doing something that will give you heavenly reward. One day we will be before God and he was going to say, Sincerity, what did you do with this life purpose that I, that I gave you? What, do you? what did you do with it? And I want to stand before him and, uh, and say, God, I did the best I can. I did the best with what you've given me. And one of the biggest things is investing in someone and something is big. Our team is amazing here at the Grove. They, they get this. They get this. Um, they, t- they told us when we were church, first starting to t- plant a church, they told us about 75% of your team will leave after two years. And I'm like, that's encouraging. Thanks a lot. So I was like, do I pick good people or do I pick bad people? Like, you know, it's like, you know, it's not that I was picking. They were picking us, really. But it's just like, okay, well, that's kind of discouraging. But you know what? I think the reason why it, they have stuck around, it's, it's not even stuck around. I hate that word why they they have stayed is because they understand that this is heavenly reward right here serving god it's not about just like oh it, you serve people it is all about him and and giving him glory in it and it, it is a privilege it's a privilege to do this and we love doing it together it's amazing um and so there's got to be meaning uh one quote i love it's not up there it says we are healed to help people we are blessed to be a blessing we are saved to serve not to sit around and wait for heaven how many of you guys just sitting around waiting for heaven okay god you and me you know buddies for life and then just sitting around no we are healed to help others we are blessed to be a blessing and we are saved to serve another way of mastering that habit is eliminate the non-essentials <clears throat> I love eliminating the non-essentials. I love a good purge. How many of you guys love a good purge? Anybody? I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. Hebrews 12.1 says, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so entangles us. Let us run with the perseverance, the race that's marked out for us. Um, the things that just don't belong, they don't add value to my life. 
Um, one of the things is I am a to-do list person. Look at, and I don't do it on my phone because those are for weird people. Um, I like design. I just don't use this for my to-do list. There is so much gratification. This is all my to-do list probably for the last, like, um, probably maybe a month. And um, this is my to-do list. This is my last, this is the last week. I didn't get all my laundry done. That drives me crazy when it's not, you know, you know, marked. But I, I, this is this is something that helps me stay kind of focused, and um, and what's in, what's important kind of things. And I have to be really careful with this because sometimes if if I do all of this, I forget some of the important things. You know, honestly, if I put a, a check mark in here and said, sit down and read a book with Nova, which is my three-year-old, I would get it done like that, easy. Why? Because I love checking off that box, you know? And then I would also see, you know, this is, this is good time for me and her. But because I love this so much, sometimes we have to get to a place where we have to um, make a do not list, you know, a not to do list. Uh, do not stare at your phone all day when your kids come home from school. Do not, do not, there's things, you guys know it. Uh, maybe we need to put those in front of us so we understand, like, okay, no, like, no, that's just a distraction. That's not adding value to my life. Like, no. Some of you guys are on a Facebook fast, and it's been tough. It's like, man, I don't know what's going on with the world. It's okay. I'll be there later. It's, it's not a big deal. It's not adding value to your life. It's okay. Um, even sugar, man. I've been off sugar, and I'm like, man, like, I'm, I don't have headaches when I go to bed. Like, man, it's not adding value to my life. You know, it's, it's whatever. But, yeah, mastering it, eliminating the non-essentials. I have a, a book I read a couple of years ago. It's called The Best Yes. Great book. Um, it, is, it is picking those things that are the better yeses. When I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. When I say no to something, I'm saying yes to something else. If, I say no to, if I'm saying no to Facebook or I'm saying no to going out and doing something, I might be saying yes to having quality time with my husband and my, and my kids or with somebody else, you know? So look at it as that. Don't look at it all, oh, I can't have sugar. But you know what? Instead, guess what? Uh, oh, I'm craving that sugar. Guess what? I can just go to God's word and be like, God, you're helping me through this. Your will. I'm living your purpose. I'm going to do this. I'm going to read. Um, it's tough, but you know what? Your will. And there's so much. Um, this is adding value to my life. This is adding value to my life and a lot. So um, eliminate the non-essentials. And then number four is regularly take inventory. Psalms 39, 4 through 5 says, Lord, remind me. Remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and that my life is fleeing away. My life is no longer than the width of my hand. An entire lifetime is just a moment of you. Human existence is just, is but a breath. Um, in Psalms, in this is the NLT version, but in another version, um, the, in Psalms, there's these, these paragraphs, and in between each one, they'll say, Selah. We named our second daughter Selah, um, and it means to stop, pause, reflect. And so when you read this scripture, you read it, and it, then it has Selah, and it makes you, it's, it's telling you to stop. It's telling you to wait. So then you think about it, and you go, hmm, 
God, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and that my life is fleeing away. My life is no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment of you. Human Human existence is just a breath. Pause and reflect. You know what? More than anything, God wants, out of anything, the most thing that God wants, he wants a relationship with you, a real honest relationship with you. And staying aligned to your purpose, it, it's got to take. It's going to take work. It's going to take time. But the biggest thing is, you just need God. We need to continue to have that in front, in the fo- front of us constantly. Um, I just, you know, going back to my injury in my back. Um, also seeing the story of my sister and the alignment part. Um, it is. It is easy to, to go to bed and just be like, oh, this sucks. You know, life sucks sometimes. It's not so fun. And I remember being at that place because I was in pain constantly. Um, like, this isn't, this isn't the greatest. And in life, sometimes it can be like this. It just sucks. Um, this isn't fun. I'm not having good. I don't feel like I'm living a purposeful life. I don't feel like I'm, I'm going for it all the way or I feel aligned. And you know what? God wants you to be aligned. He wants you to be aligned because he has the best life for you. And he wants to use you, you know, never in my wildest dreams at, you know, when I, even when Eric and I got married 17 years ago, did I ever think that God was going to use us in the way that he has all glory to him? Because man, I'm like, God can use me. He can use anybody. He really can because I'm a stubborn person. I just am. And so um, one of the biggest things is that we just have to get to a place where like, okay, God, this is important. You and me is important. And um, I just want, I just want to take this time to just you know, just that, definitely that. It's just the pause and reflect. If you could just close your eyes this, mor- this morning and just, just take this time to just have a pause and reflect time. It's taking that inventory of, of your life and saying, God, am I out of alignment? Is there something that's just, it's just, it's just off? Do you, do you need to just align me this morning so that I could stay focused and I can continue going or maybe there's something that's happened in the last couple months or in the last year or something that's just kind of just just has you off you're not standing strong and proud and and focused and and you just need to be aligned this morning I'm going to pray for you this morning Father God I pray Lord God that you would align every person's life that is in here Lord God that needs alignment Lord God you are an amazing God And we love you, Lord God, for all that you are, Lord God, that you would keep us focused, Lord God, on our purpose. You have an amazing plan for us. You knit us in the womb, Lord God. We are are, um, made from a beautiful design, Father. Not just default, but it was a beautiful design, and you have so much for us, Father. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord God, to to breathe breath in our our lungs, to be able to... to, uh, Get up every morning, Lord God, and make a difference in this world, Lord God. To be able to to speak words of life, Lord God. Align us, Father. Let us stay focused to what you have for us, Lord God, that it's your will. Not just our plans, your plans, Lord God. Because with your plans, you bring so much blessing. You bring so much favor, Father. You bring so much peace, Lord God. There's so much joy, Lord God. At the end, Father. Now, if you're at this place where you say, "God, I don't, I don't know what this is about. This relationship with God, I don't know what's. I, I just, I just know that I need more of Him. I need Him in my life. 
If that's you this morning, if you just slip up your hand this morning, I want to pray for you. God has an amazing plan for your life. If that's any of you, just slip up your hand. Nobody is watching. Just slip up your hand. God wants to work in your life. Thank you. I see you. God sees you. God sees your heart. God wants to help you. He wants to make you brand new. And for you that that just rose your hand, and with everybody else that's going to help and encourage, let's pray this prayer. Repeat after me. God, we thank you for this life that you've given me. I pray, Father, that you would forgive me, you would change me, you would make me brand new, that you would be my God. I'm all in. I need you. That this would be the best decision of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you give it up for those people that take that next step? And it is truly that. It is the best decision you made all year already, right? Starting off the year right. One of the things I want to encourage you is we have GrowTrack 301. If you need to understand who you are, how God created you, we have GrowTrack 301 that is amazing because what we do is we sit down with you. We take a test And we are actually doing a test on who you are as far as your gifts, your abilities, all that, and how God wired you. It's amazing. I want to redo it again because God, again, again, from how I've changed maturity-wise, how God is going to use me in in the future and how he's using me now. But those gifts, growth track is available right after service between our theater and the and the preschool theater make yourself available if it's not this month do it next month but we want to be able to help you and encourage you the grove wants to help and encourage you and get your gifts um you know for you to understand those gifts and for you to stay aligned one of the things um i also want to well i'll get i'll get to that in a second i want to um get to the next thing um you know we're going to take a time to to receive the offering, um, you know, we don't, we can't be here. We, we can't do what we want to do, what we can do, the privilege of what we do without your guys' giving. And we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. We get plenty of calls. I'm in the office um, helping with Eric. We get plenty of calls of people in need, and, um, and we can say yes to people. Um, why? And not every yes is a yes. But we can always pray with somebody, and we're available. And the reason why is because of your giving, and that's a blessing. So we're going to have a time for us to give um, now in, in a little bit. Um, and and while we're 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 receiving the offering, um, one of the things I would like you to see is is a, a powerful video that I saw a couple. It's actually four or five days. It just came out. I I, I listened to it for the first time, but the video came out a couple of days ago, and it's great. One of the things with with coming back from um, the injury from my back, I I noticed that when I wasn't aligned after getting adjusted and stuff, um, I got adjusted, and I said, peace out, and give them my money. I I walked away, and there was an alignment, and there was this more, uh, this confidence that God had given me. I I could walk away, and I felt refreshed. My body was um, whole in some ways. I kind of felt like whole. 
but there was this confidence. I didn't feel like every time I would pick up a, a glass of water or pick up my child, I wasn't cringing, thinking, is it going to happen again? Oh, am I going to get out of alignment? Oh, am I going to mess myself up? You know what? That wasn't happening because I got on alignment and I wasn't um, worried about, is this gonna, that going to happen? You know, and, and that's called peace. God's peace. When you're allied to your purpose, God gives you peace. It's going to be okay. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Stay aligned. Stay aligned. So um, as they're taking the offering this morning, I want you to be able to just watch this um, this video and be encouraged. And I'll be out there also. If there's anything that you, you have prayer requests, I do want to make this available also during prayer requests. If you made that, you made that decision as, as Christ being your number one, taking it and saying, God, I give you all, um, please fill it out on our connection card. And uh, we want to be able to contact you and let you know what that next step is. We want to encourage you here at the Grove. The team is willing and, and able to do that. And the next thing is this. If there's prayer requests as the church, our team and our and the church staff wants to pray for you. If there's something that you're going through, and we want to be able to pray with you on that. So on the connection card, you could do it online through our website or also on the way out. Let us know. We want we, you you know what? Life isn't about doing things alone. It's not about doing things alone at all. This is amazing that we can do this together. So as we take the offering today, I'm going to pray one more time, and then that off, the, the video will come out, and then you guys are dismissed. God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for all that you are, God. We thank you for aligning us, Lord God. Help us to stay focused on what you want for our lives, Lord God. Help us to stay um, in, in relationship, Lord God. Help us to be um, in peace, Lord God. Let us walk out today, Lord God, in love, in peace, Lord God. And I thank you for everyone that's here, Lord God. I pray blessings upon everyone, Lord God, that you would keep people safe, Lord God, and, and that if there's anyone sick this morning, Lord God, that you would, um, you would heal them, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. As the um, ushers go across, they're going to be passing the offering buckets from um, left to right. Make sure you do that. And then just, again, let's watch the screen right now as we, we watch this video called I Am Confident. I will be confident. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war should rise against me. In this, I will be confident. I've got a promise. Turning back is not an option. There's a calling on my life, and I'm not about to drop it. I got this. For this, I was chosen. The final word over me was spoken before I was born. I have a purpose that goes far beyond what I want, what I feel, what I see, and what they say cannot be. With God, all things are possible. And when my desire aligns with the divine, I am unstoppable. In this, I will be confident. Of course, the climb is hard. I'm not surprised. The dream is difficult by design to make sure I rely on his might, not mine. His plan, not mine. His hand, not mine. My assignment was conceived in his heart, his mind. And the blessing ahead will always be greater than the battle behind. 
So this is not the time to compromise or entertain a thousand lies and a million reasons why I can't or it won't or it's not or I'll never. I've heard it before, so shut up, devil. God didn't say he'd make it easy. He said he'd make me better, make me strong and give me grace to carry on. No matter what the opposition, I only need one weapon. I have the faith to overcome. In this, I will be confident. I'm too close to quit. And the stakes are too great for me to hesitate. So whatever it costs, whatever it takes, I keep coming. I show up to take the shot with my hands shaking. The fear is real, but it won't break me. God will not fail me, nor forsake me. I'll keep coming. I'll step to the battle like it's already won. Like I got the enemy on the run. I speak and believe like it's already done. In this, I will be confident. He made me a promise. He gave me a calling. I know that he's able to keep me from falling. I focus my hope. My excuses are gone. The moment to prove the power of God has come. He made me a promise. He gave me a calling. I know that he's able.